This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to the Alter Tapes. It's a weekly podcast where we watch an Alter short and there's a rotating roster of co-hosts. I'm Joe Lipset and I'm joined by the one and only Brother Ghoulish. Hi, Ryan. Ha, ha, ha. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, we are talking about Stucco, which is written and directed by Janina Gavankar and Russo Schelling. And... Somehow this is a short that has 20 million views on it from the last couple of years. And this was uh, brand new to me. It was brand new to me as well. And like you said, with the 20 million hits, especially, I was shocked that I hadn't seen it sooner. But here we are. (laughs) Yeah, here we are bringing it to the people. Like, and if y'all haven't seen it yet, definitely jump into it. Don't be turned off by the 17 minute timestamp. It handles pacing very well. Yeah, I I was actually very trepidatious because if folks are paying attention, a lot of us tend to err on the shorter side with some of these alter shorts, like give me a seven minute, give me an 11, maybe a 14. So when this started and it was 17 minutes, I thought, oh, maybe I should just pick another one. But I'm actually really happy we ended up watching this one. Me too. And I and I am one of those people that tends to err on the side of the shorter shorts, like like you said, the seven to nine minute window, but then I would have missed out on this gem. So, yeah, we can't do that no more. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. I mean, we also watch movies all the time as well as TV, and those are all longer. So I don't know why we're very precious about the length of shorts. You know what's funny, though? Like, sometimes feature-length films, because all the shit that I'm doing, like, it could take, like, three hours or four to finish a a one-and-a-half-hour short. Mm. uh, Sorry, movie, because I'm literally running around pausing it. And then don't get me started on the rewatches, so... This is true. Yeah. The people who just have movies playing in the background are curious to me because it's just not something I can do. Like, but I'm like you where I will pause a movie so I can like make a fresh pot of coffee. I'm going to load a laundry or something. It's probably not the best way (laughs) to watch a film, but mm, here we are. Well, who's the judge us? Look, okay. The world is literally (laughs) upside down right now. Okay, so let's talk about Stucco. If folks haven't watched this short, yeah, 17 minutes. uh, It's basically a single location. It's about a woman named Jay who is trying and failing to move forward. While hanging a piece of art in her new home, she knocks a hole in her wall, revealing what might be another room. So it's a very Candyman situation. Her mind races to think what might be on the other side as she continues to unravel with the scars of old relationships keeping her trapped inside. Mm. So I'm curious, Ryan, what did you think was happening in this short as you were watching it? The beginning was definitely intriguing. I I do like the way they came into it and everything, but I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, In the beginning, I thought... This was because the thumbnail is definitely her putting her tongue yes. close to like this glory hole or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Uh-huh. Um, but, but um, as it's unfolding, I'm wondering how we're going to get there. And as they start to like drop little hints that she's just stuck in her house and she's 
not going outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's one of those shorts. She's afraid to go outside. Yes. Where does this glory hole come? And so <laughs> the whole time watching, I think they do a great job between the thumbnail, between the pacing, the pieces that they drop, kind of building mystique and intrigue because I am curious about what's going to happen next. And it's not trying too hard either. It's just, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's a one woman cast for the most part. And she's yeah. just owning the whole damn thing. I think the wildest thing to me is that this apparently played in South by Southwest in 2020, but it debuts on Alter on March 11th, 2020, which is literally at the beginning of the pandemic. And this feels so anticipatory of what Mm. living in the pandemic was like those first couple of months. Like, that's not necessarily what we're doing but she's coughing, she's mm-hmm. afraid to go outside, she doesn't trust people. Like We learn over time that she has recently moved out from either a relationship with a boyfriend or a husband that she has cheated on because we get phone calls. We also get the ex showing up at her house and banging on the door, leaving her a note saying that she can't avoid him. But in a lot of ways, this feels like a pandemic short where this is just a woman who is unraveling because she cannot leave her house. Because I didn't notice the the date on this, mm-hmm. I thought this was a pandemic short. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the timing is so specific. And I mean, I think this is part of the hindsight effect of living through a pandemic is that a lot of things are now going to remind us of that particular, especially the first couple of months, right? The first six months where none of us knew what was going on and it was just kind of living in high alert all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it definitely felt like they addressed so much of that in this short, too, especially as a lot of us can kind of relate to the space she ended up in, Mm -hmm. even if it didn't have that same extreme impact on us, because we do get more comfortable. I know that when the CDC was saying that things were opening up a piece of why people just kind of stayed in the house was that they didn't really trust that. They just had gotten more comfortable in their rhythm and they kind of felt like a lot of people who are going out are just doing it selfishly Mm -hmm. and that we're not past this thing. And so there's still a lot of apprehension to go back to life as you knew it. And that's what she's going through. And she's taken it a step further because all of the things that she's been putting off are compiling because like that's what i like about the parts of people coming to the house and like banging on the door and saying we know you're there because the car is there and and her you know lying to her therapist essentially it's just all these issues are compiling and Mm -hmm. adding to her dread and she doesn't understand she just has to break out of her pattern in order to like move forward but she can't see the way out yeah this this is a bit of an uncomfortable watch for i think anyone who's going through it mentally because Jay is unraveling from the very beginning of this short, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she's just recently moved into this place, so she's unpacking. She's getting a lot of Postmates delivered because she doesn't have her kitchen set up. But even as she's making a meal, you know, she immediately spills it on this brand new rug. And then she just makes an absolute mess of it. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, girl, you need to take a step back. Like... She's got spaghetti and meatballs spread over this rug, and she doesn't even try to gently clean it up. She just rubs the stain into this mat. Yes. And I feel like it's such, it's not subtle, but it's a very on-the-nose metaphor for, oh, wow, you know, like she she just can't help but make the mess worse because she doesn't really know how to deal with it. 
that's exactly what it is. And when we come to things without that clear mind and, you know, fixing the things that are going on with us, that's what happens. We make a bigger mess of things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes things even boil over. Like, that little hole that, you know, was in, I guess, the hallway or wherever. When Mm -hmm. she takes the sledgehammer and starts going to it, and I will get to that soon enough, that just feels like the pent-up rage and frustration boiling over, and it's similar to making a bigger mess of things because your mind is already kind of in a stressed state. You're not thinking Mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a little fissure that then starts to expand, right? Like... It's a small problem that just becomes bigger the more that she doesn't want to deal with things. Like, it's such an apt visualization for how she needs to address her problems or the problems, you're right, are compounding on one another. Yes, exactly. And I think that's why, despite the fact the thumbnail would lead me to believe it was going to be like something like tawdry or whatever, mm-hmm. like her licking the tongue in the in the hole in her dream, I think was really cool because... One of the other downsides to just being inside of your home constantly and maybe even su- even suffering from agoraphobia mm-hmm. is you lose this connection with right. people. So there are certain things that are associated with our connections with people, which some of that is sexual and that's not, you know, a shame. You know, we're all adults. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, and yep. so I do believe it boils over because she's pinning all this stuff up. And that's why in the dream, it shows up as her going up to this this hole and being sensual with it because she's longing for that human connection that's been missing due to her just holding up in her in her home like this, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the flip side is it's symptomatic of her guilt about being involved in this affair, right? Like Mm -hmm. she wants it because, yeah, when that tongue comes through and folks, if you have not seen this short, this is like a foot long tongue (laughs) it looks like a demon tongue and she's just going to town on it like at one point she even deep throats the tongue Mm -hmm. and i was like respect (laughs) (laughs) you know what girl you got it (laughs) yeah and it but it it's creepy and gross but you're right it's also very sensual so it's one of those things where you can tell when she wakes up she feels guilty and disgusted with herself because it's very representative of the affair that she instigated that ruined this other relationship but she's also dreaming about it like she misses it to a certain extent the things that we avoid in our waking world show up in our sleeping mind, like of so often. Yes. And I, I definitely get vibes of that too. I didn't even tie it to the affair, but you're right. It's because that's a big part of what's leading into all of the stuff that's going on. It was a huge change for her, like a catalyst mm-hmm. for her to change into someone else. Because why did this affair happen? You know, like mm-hmm. what was going on around that time? And it doesn't make it right, obviously, but it is interesting to consider how it plays into her growth, into her full identity on the other side of all this. I mean, one of the challenges with a short, even at 17 minutes, is we we don't have a good sense of what brought the affair on, or even if there was a reason. I mean, my personal opinion, there's always a reason for why people step mm-hmm. out on a relationship. And sometimes it's just, oh, the relationship wasn't working, so I subconsciously went somewhere else. Yeah, I subconsciously harpooned it and started seeing somebody else. But the short kind of leaves it open for us to interpret. I love how it then ends up detrimentally affecting her other responsibilities. So you mentioned that she does a Skype with a therapist who is played by 
fucking Deborah Messing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna ask if that was her, but yeah, go ahead. And you know, basically it's that this this woman has almost become an agoraphobe where she isn't comfortable leaving the house anymore which means she's not going to work which means that her financial independence is being jeopardized potentially like her boss gives her a kind of ultimatum like i need you to come back into the office and the therapist says you need to start taking steps to mm -hmm. overcome this you need to re-engage with the world exactly and this is what's interesting about this short too because you see her trying to make the steps and even when she's about to do her um, workout and stuff, and then she just kind of falls out of it. <laughs> first of all, I'd like, just rather drink the green juice and eat chocolate. <laughs> first of all, relatable. Let's start mm. there. Because I'm like, okay, this is hilarious. But um, yep. but what's also interesting is it was working. Because you could actually see like the world starting to calm around her. And then she's mm -hmm. just, boom, out of it. And I'm like, you just yep. want to be stuck in this house. I'm not dealing with you today, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously she is having challenges mentally, right? Like that's literally what the whole short is about. And when we get to the end, we can talk about what it all means and whether we liked the way that it's presented. But I just really appreciated how in some ways this is a very specific case about a woman who left her marriage. She's starting anew, but she's having difficulties. But even just, yeah, that that struggle to find a kind of inner peace and having constant interruptions and even something like a persistent cough, that is really relatable. That's stuff that everybody just kind of goes, oh yeah, I've been there. Oh yeah, especially because like we we forget sometimes that emotions and all that stuff like this can be a psychosomatic experience where it starts in your mind but then it starts to physically manifest you can actually start to feel very ill very sick mm -hmm. when you're not doing mentally well or you're avoiding things and sometimes there are people who they if you notice like for example in this short like when she finally breaks through and i know we're working our way up to it you know the cough is gone you know right. it's not it's not there so it's definitely possible that it's just all in mm -hmm. her mind and she's making it much bigger than what it is Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if there's an interpretation of this short that confirms everything she's seeing and experiencing is real. To me, the end of the short makes it pretty clear that this was some kind of mental episode, right? Like she needed to work through her shit and literally break out the other side to breathe the fresh air and get that kind of inner peace. That's how I read it too. I do have a question for you, though, because mm -hmm. one part of the ending that really what I got out of it was like the so the throne of the body parts. OK, yeah, I was like, first of all, this looks amazing. Like this is it's really, amazing really well and done. it's practical. So like, oh, kudos yeah, to is, this short. Yes. I didn't know that that was practical effects. I should have figured, though, because it just looks so good. It looks so good. Like, folks, when she's doing the kind of like medi the guided meditation, the woman says, picture your throne. Like, this is your seat of power. You own this and so on. And that's when she gets interrupted and she just ends up eating chocolate instead. But when she breaks through the hole to the other side, there's a literal throne made of different body parts. Hands mm -hmm. grab her. You can see feet. She sits down and they put on a crown that is partially made of skin and teeth. Yes. And it looks so fucking good. Oh, my God. I was I was just, oh, my God, like in awe. And my read into it, I don't know if this is what they were going for, but 
I see her being like in this locked up space where as she's avoiding herself and she's also avoiding her responsibilities Mm -hmm. as an extension of that, she's avoiding the people in her life and maybe even accidentally turning into a bit of an energy vampire without even realizing it and Mm. you know taking bits and parts of them from each of these broken communications or whatever the case may be and so the throne becomes like uh i don't even know what to explain it as but like it's like all the people in her life that she's either fucked over or that are occupying her headspace right exactly it's like literally bits and pieces of all Mm -hmm. these people that she's taken from and that's her throne. And right. only in waking up from the disillusionment can she really see that she needs to really get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was just, that's kind of the read I got from that scene. But, like, how did you feel about the the throne of, of body parts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, I was kind of shocked that Alter didn't end up selecting this as the thumbnail because I think it is such a striking image and they have a tendency to spoil the big moments in their <laughs> shorts. So I was actually quite happy that instead we just go with the kind of like sexy body horror stuff earlier with the tongue in the wall. But yeah, I mean, I love this throne. Again, I think that the short is actually a little bit more obvious but not in a bad way like it's really wearing its messaging on its sleeve it's not trying to do it in a subtextual way so when she sits down on this throne and then the hands start to grab her and hold her down it seemed very obvious that it's like yeah this is the emotional baggage that she's carrying and it's trying Mm. to trap her which is where she's been and it's only when she breaks free from it and then yeah obliterates it with the sledgehammer that she finally emerges out the other side Oh, I love that. And I also loved when she did break through because I was rooting mm-hmm. for her the entire time. Oh, sure. I really needed her to to own, you know, what it's going to take for her to move on to this next level. And for them to add comedy in it, too, I think helps, too, like with the neighbor mm-hmm. taking the picture of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the fact that it isn't like, oh, I put a bigger hole in the wall. It's I literally broke through <laughs> the wall of my apartment and then smashed up the hood of my car. Oh my god. She I mean, <laughs> I I hope that she feels better because she does need to go into work and make some money because she basically lost that deposit and she's going to have to pay for that car. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that deposit's long gone, baby. <laughs> she po now. <laughs> right. And come to think of it, how did she do the whole, like, she was trying to hang a painting, right? And then mm-hmm. that's what led to the hole being punched through, like, yeah. man, what are you doing in this apartment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... It's called get one of those things where you just use an adhesive tape so that you don't actually even have to put a hole in the wall, especially if you're renting, because the damage you can do to some of these thin walls. Tell me about it. And let me tell you something. Sometimes them strips don't work like they're supposed to. Because (laughs) I literally used one, I think like last month, I pulled it off and it took like a patch of the paint with it. (gasps) No, I thought you were going to say, oh, I put it up and then it immediately fell and broke a picture frame (laughs) or something because I've seen that happen too. Oh, yeah, that's happened too. But those those were my fault because I was using those (laughs) little, you know, the little teeny tiny ones you can get and put like in four different locations on the back. I was using Mm -hmm. one of those for like the biggest frame I have. (laughs) That was that was on me. <laughs> the frame only weighs twenty pounds. I thought this little three M adhesive would work. Right, I, all that it, I held it for like ten minutes on the wall. Like, isn't that enough? <laughs> Answer: No. <laughs> <laughs> As it shatters. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, overall, I really ended up enjoying this short. I'm not surprised that it is well done. I don't know who Russell Schelling is, but Janina Gavankar is a reasonably well-known genre actress. Like, I watched her on, I think, Sleepy Hollow and a couple of other shows. So um, I didn't realize that she was directing and writing, but she's also the star of this short. So that's who plays Jay. And I think that this is just a really smart short. Like... They've got a very clear through line in terms of the narrative, and they kept the cost down by keeping it in one location. But the way it's shot, it doesn't feel like it feels constrained and, you know, like a little claustrophobic, but in the right ways. I agree 100%. Like, it's it's well shot, well produced, even the coloring of it, like how mm-hmm. everything looks very dim, you know, because yes. the home could be brightly lit but i think that would have taken away from the emotion they're trying to evoke so they did a great job with that i mean Mm -hmm. this is this is a really solid entry it really is and i'm going to pay more attention to everyone who wrote and directed on this like i'm about to just take all the credits and just (laughs) probably go to imdb and just see if they have anything coming up because i i trust them like this this was really good yeah, I guess the the final piece is that pacing, because we talked about it off the top. This is a 17 minute short. And yet, I would argue it honestly feels like it plays out about 10. Yeah, 100%. And, and there's no moments of it where I needed to pause and do anything. I actually got sucked into it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I watched it twice just to make sure I didn't forget anything. But like, right. it's just really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really solid. It's a consistent reminder that these shorts are well worth your time and they are so short that it feels like you're just hitting play watching something it's great and then you're done exactly and this is also a good one i think to watch with like friends or other company like i think people would have a great time just talking about this short too and bringing up things that you know might be a little uncomfortable to touch on and then we can all just eat like popcorn and stuff together (laughs) (laughs) or chocolate (laughs) yes or chocolate exactly (laughs) with yoga playing in the background yes yes (laughs) there we go (laughs) we're not doing the yoga we're just eating chocolate and watching it exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right well brian if people want to talk to you about stucco how would they get in touch with you you can find me on twitter and tiktok mostly at brother ghoulish and you can also listen to Blurdy Massacre every Tuesday, where we talk about blurred culture. Nice. Okay. How about you? Where, where can the, the folks of, of everywhere find you? <laughs> <laughs> the folks of everywhere can find me mostly on Twitter, but also sometimes Instagram at B stole my remote. And that's the letter B. And we'll also thank the Anatomy of a Screen Pod Squad Network for hosting the Alter Tapes. Of course, there's a bunch of other shows on the other feed. If you, uh, you know, want to feel generous and give us a listen, maybe a rating, a review would be nice as well. Yes. But uh, I guess that will close out Stucco. So stay tuned for another short and new co-hosts. I think you'll be around. I will not be around. But uh, Uh, yeah, yeah. next Mm -hmm. week. (laughs) Me and Kat. There we go. Yeah. Yep. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.